0: A couple of weeks ago, I hit a wall. Not literally, of course, my car is fine, my head is fine, nothing's broken, all walls are fine. No. The metaphorical wall. That's what I hit. Of course you knew that, but I have some really concrete people who follow me, so I wanted to make sure. And See what I did there? Concrete wall? I'm so funny. Anyway. The wall. I hit it, and it was so unbelievably demoralizing. First week back to work, flying high, feeling good, then wham, I was a puddle of ooze trying to stand at my standing desk, which is hard when you're ooze. I could have brought the laptop down to the floor with me, I guess, but the oozy arms probably wouldn't let me type anything. I was stuck. Here's what I did. I should get this part out of the way fast. I know you've read books, listened to podcasts, or watched YouTubers give you the seven tricks to getting unstuck. All of that stuff. So, one, this seems superfluous, which ironically is a superfluous word that means unnecessary. And two, I'm just adding to the noise. And in that sense, I am. But, I think there is real value in naming two responses to those criticisms. One, hearing about someone's personal experience is a different thing than hearing some generic tips and tricks. Our brains process this stuff differently. And two, my story can be used to explain the why behind the tricks in a way that may connect with you. So here we go. Step one. The moment, I was stuck, really stuck, puddle on the floor, useless to the world. At this point, I trust you know the feeling. You've experienced this at some point, so we test how we're feeling in that moment, right? Am I tired? So did I get enough sleep last night? Did I work out earlier? Have I gotten enough physical activity lately? That stuff, right? Two, am I hungry? Did I skip lunch? What was my diet even looked like lately, right? Too many carbs, too little caffeine, ooh, caffeine. Then third, are there any things causing stress? Am I in a stressful environment? Is something bothering me? Do I have deadlines? So then after we go through this inventory about am I tired, am I hungry, or are there any things causing stress? and see if there's anything biological going on that can be remedied by, you know, sleeping, eating, or meditating. We can then move on to step two. Step two, back it up. Now, there was nothing wrong with me physically. I was back from vacation and feeling great. I've been sleeping well, eating well, and feeling a regular amount of stress. It was the end of the week, so deadlines, but I don't turn into a puddle every Thursday. So I needed to see what I was actually doing that day, and to tell you the truth, it was a really productive day. Backing it all the way up to 6.45, when my alarm went off, I did morning prayer, made breakfast for my son, dropped him off at school, went to Starbucks to write for several hours, updated the church website, wrote a few difficult emails, ran up to Staples to cross a to-do off the list, came home and made lunch, and read a few pages of a book while I ate. And then, when I pulled the computer out of my bag, went to my standing desk to work, It just all fell apart and I was a puddle like that. What happened? Step three, stop looking for the problem. Now here I was, a puddle, on probably the most productive day I've had in months, maybe all year, and yet it was only one o'clock. I had no reason to be a puddle. I couldn't find it. Now, I've read enough to know what happened, so my head kicked in and gave me the answer. Maybe yours did already. And here's where self-help gurus actually do come in handy. They give you the concepts that will make sense when you're in the moment. And I totally was. And yet, I didn't entirely trusted. I really needed to convince myself because the counter-programming is strong. So I had to say it out loud. You need a break. Six hours with no breaks. I was in a total flow all morning. I was, wasn't was just getting stuff done. I was feeling good while doing it. I was in it. And also, I broke up my actions with different tasks, cooking, driving, writing by hand, typing on a laptop, browsing office supplies. But did I ever stop? No, I didn't. And the culprit that was most hidden from me was not the time we label as work time. It was all of it. Now, I have podcasts running constantly in my ears when I'm running around. So from the time I dropped my son off at school to Starbucks, then from Starbucks through Staples, and then home until I sat down for lunch, right? all of that extra time, I was listening to podcasts. And then I turned it off and started reading a book during lunch, and the whole time, from the time I woke up until through lunch, that whole time I was pushing myself, asking myself, what's next? My brain was on for over six hours without pausing. We need margin. Our brains need downtime. They need to pause and rest. Remember, the brain is a muscle, so when we spend so much time in active thinking, we are quite literally working our brains out. I mean, yeah, we can make our brains buff, but everyone knows gains require regular time off, right? You don't lift for hours without resting between reps. At any point during the morning, I could have taken time to just chill, and it probably would not have led to my being a puddle at one o'clock. And if you'll indulge me one second more because I think this is valuable. The problem is not flow. Experts in productivity have found it is quite the opposite. Short breaks during flow states actually increase creativity by helping us make connections. As long as we don't too severely interrupt our process with different brain work. So, taking a few minutes to search random junk on the internet can actually help our creativity. Whereas, being interrupted by colleagues wanting you to solve their problem can hinder it. But that's a whole other thing, and beside the point. When I was in the flow productive state, I didn't take breaks. In fact, I was doing the opposite. I could sense the need to take a break and kept going. I forced myself to work to get more done. I didn't stop to celebrate victories or even acknowledge that I was just trying to power through task after task. In essence, instead of maximizing my productivity, I burned through all of my energy. Step four unstucking myself. The solution really is as obvious as it sounds. Rest. I needed to take a mental break. And I know this. It is what all of the productivity experts say. But I had an old broken soundtrack in my head that was looking at the clock and getting mad that I wasn't still hammering away at one in the afternoon. I needed at least two more hours before I could allow myself to stop. So let's acknowledge what this means. I wasn't listening to my body or experts in brain science or productivity. I wasn't listening to professors or colleagues. I mean, let's face it, I wasn't even listening to my own mind because I knew what was right. And against all of that, who was I listening to? a made-up person representing a devil's advocate. That's the person I was trusting with my health, a figment of my imagination. So I went for the walk. I stopped what I was doing, got changed, and went for a walk. Now, it wasn't total silence, loving nature. I went for a walk in my neighborhood with earbuds in, listening to music. I couldn't have listened to a podcast if I wanted to. But guess what? Maybe 10 minutes in, I started thinking. I opened up my voice memos and started taking notes of what I was thinking about, mostly about vacation and work and all of that, but also this, the wall becoming a puddle. What we often diagnose as writer's block, fear, exhaustion, frustration incarnate, right? I talked into my phone for about 15 minutes and when I was done, I just kept walking. I walked the whole neighborhood, then I came back and I took a shower and I forgave myself. I forgave myself for pushing my mind and for ignoring it when it was trying to tell me what was going on. And in recognizing that I had already done a day's work. I found it easier to simply go through the backlogged email, pet the cat snoozing on the couch next to me. And before I knew it, the kids were home from school an hour later than I was grinding toward. back from vacation. Of course, I didn't record anything there, but breaks are good for us. And as we move toward fall in the Northern Hemisphere, we'll be focusing more on life stuff for a while. What it really means to live in this world. This is the theme for season two, life. Particularly what it means to be productive. Check out my new series on YouTube called Problem in the Text. In it, I explore an upcoming gospel passage from the lectionary that's something you might be interested in, you can find a link in the show notes or look for it on my website. Visit truedowns.net for new articles, sign up for the newsletter, and if you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player, and don't forget the five-star review. Thanks for listening to Make Saints, because eternal life is hard, and we could use all the help we can get. Be well, and we'll be back next week.